In this edition of the podcast, Sydney Contemporary, the country's leading arts fair, really only days away now, and we'll talk to Barry Keldoulas about what to expect and how big that festival of contemporary art can get. And the underrepresentation of women artists, one gallery in Melbourne now devoting itself strictly to presenting art by female artists only. I'm Tim Stackpool, and this is Inside the Gallery. Thanks for downloading the podcast once again. We'll catch up with Lisa Feely at the Finkelstein Gallery in Melbourne in a moment. But let me remind you about the transcripts of our podcast. They are available at www.insidethegallery.com.au and they're made possible by the support of Pixel Perfect ProLab. They're terrific when it comes to printing images for professional photographers or undertaking photographic prints of artworks with a special emphasis and expertise in faithful colour rendering and reproduction. So from photo printing to fine art printing to art reproduction, head to their website at www.pixelperfect.com.au and learn how they guarantee accuracy, consistency and quality. That's pixelperfect.com.au. Okay, firstly to Sydney Contemporary, that celebration of artwork from so many galleries all in the one place. And it's a celebration and festival of sorts, being the country's largest and most diverse gathering of local and international galleries showcasing the work of over 400 leading and emerging artists from more than 12 countries. It's open for four days from September 12, and Barry Keldoulas is the director of Sydney Contemporary. He has more than three decades' experience in contemporary art, stretching across the world, actually. And Barry, thanks for joining us on the podcast at this really busy time for you. My pleasure. This is really an exciting event on the local arts calendar, but Sydney Contemporary it does have quite the history, doesn't it? Yeah, it started in 2013 initially as a biannual fair, so 13, 15, 17, and then we've we've gone annual, so um, 17, 18, and now 19. Um, from the beginning, I thought that it should be annual. However, we wanted to wait until um, the galleries themselves um, were ready for it, and and it was really at their um, their the impetus that that we went annual, um, and that very much happened. You know, after those first three fairs, um, they they um, they sort of asked us to go annual, and, and uh, we agreed. I think it's partly because you know fairs have become an integral part of um, a gallery's present presentation schedule over the year, and certainly um, a wonderful sort of injection of um, funds for both the artists and, and the galleries. It certainly has grown over the years. You've you've now got something like eighty galleries or so exhibiting. Yeah, so about um, we sort of say about ninety exhibitors because we have a section called Paper Contemporary, which is for um, uh, print works, so master printers and and um, sometimes galleries that show um, mainly works on paper. Um, it has it's a, it's a distinct area within the fair and has a real sort of marketplace feel about it. Um, some of them aren't galleries, so we say 90 exhibitors, which is a really good number, actually. It, it sounds like a lot, but, you know, some of them, sort of big affairs around the world can be up to 260 galleries, and that's just too much. It's a sort of sensory overload, and, and you, get a, you almost get a visual and mental shutdown <laughs> after a while. But no- Given that number of galleries, Barry, do you think that four days of the fair is too short, or... Or is is one day long enough to see everything? I always recommend that people come twice because um, you can get around the fair. As I said, it's not that big a fair that it, that um, you can't get around it in um, a number of hours. But usually, it's over that after that first initial 
um, run around, that, that the works that stand out to you and that you remember that night are the ones that have really caught your attention and, and that it's, it, then you can go back and have a look um, and, and really concentrate on the works that stood out for you. Thinking about all those various galleries and the amount of work that they do to pull all that artwork together and to bring it to Sydney Contemporary, mm. is there any talk of them wanting to extend the fair to, say, perhaps a week? No, it, a week is too long. It's too exhausting for the gallerists. Um, I've done a, when I had my gallery, I did a fair in Korea, and I think that was about six days. I think it went through to the Monday. And usually by the Sunday afternoon, you're sort of tripping. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's, it's uh, you know, because you're talking and you're on your feet the whole time. So it gets to the point where, where it's too much. And also, you know, um, I remember when I first went to India, and, you know, we have a history here of exhibitions being, you know, in galleries being four, maybe now five weeks long. And my friend in, in India, his the exhibition was two weeks. I said, two weeks? Is that enough? And he said, if they're interested, they'll get there. Um, and so, no, I think um, it's about the right length. You know, some some pairs are only, you know, e- even shorter, and some, as I said, are longer. But no, I think it's a fairly standard length, and, and it usually gives enough people enough time to go around it and then come back and concentrate on, on the works that they really caught their attention. Yeah, now the core of this is the art that's hanging, but actually there's so much more that takes place at Sydney Contemporary, doesn't it? Yes, well, we have, we have um, you know, an extraordinary program of, of hundreds of events over the period of, of, of the week, of the five days, um, which which includes a talks program. There's a wide variety of topics, you know, topics that are of current interest in the art world and sort of also beyond. Over the weekend, we move to, to discussion of sort of creativity in general and often have people like sort of architects and fashion designers and people in those fields who have worked with artists to talk about um, creativity in general and what it is that makes a, a creative person tick. So I wonder, do you see this as an industry professional development opportunity as well, as well as being a showpiece? Um, there is that aspect to it. We have, you know, um, art students from, from some of the Sydney art schools that come and, and volunteer, and it's a wonderful opportunity for them to see a whole lot of, of contemporary art from, you know, around the world. Um, and one of the sponsors of the talks program is Copyright Agency, and they have used the Friday very much as a sort of professional development um, aspect for artists and, and art industry workers. Um, so there is that, there's very much that aspect to it. But, but um, some of those questions um, are also of a wider interest to, to people in the general public. So issues, issues of copyright and how those things are changing don't just appeal to artists and people in the creative industries. But I think, you know, it's a, it's a sort of general interest question, the way these things have changed with, for example, the introduction of, of social media. Um, so, so usually there's there's something for everyone, you know, across the talks program, and um, then we have performance art, which I think is actually quite unusual for an art fair. We have an extensive program of performance art because we think it's a very, you know, it's it's a it's a uh, an aspect of the visual art world that's had something of a resurgence from from the sort of heydays of the uh, the seventies and 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 eighties, and and it's a really uh, a really engaging form of art that you don't people general public rarely get to to see you know it's it's usually the province of um of people in the art world and people who attend 
um, galleries and, and, and some of the sort of more experimental art spaces. But um, here they get an opportunity to see it, um, you know, firsthand and close up. Yeah, that opening night, it's always quite quite striking to experience in that yeah, respect. Yeah, it's a great night. Now, you have something like 13 new galleries joining us this year. No, actually, yeah. sorry, 17 new galleries yeah. joining you this year. How much bigger can Sydney Contemporary get? How much bigger do you want it to get? Well, we can't grow um, enormously. So um, partly because the more successful the fair becomes for the galleries and artists, um, we have the phenomenon of galleries taking more space. You know, they may they may start out with a small space to test the waters and then they build confidence. And we have a, a number of, of galleries taking very large spaces. So and given that we, we take we already take over the the whole or the only event I think that takes over the entire footprint of carriage works, there's very little space for us to grow. Those 17 new galleries, some of them are, are coming in to replace um, galleries that, that may have closed, you know, in the last year or so, galleries that perhaps um, um, are curtailing their engagement with fairs or ones that really only want to come every second year or so. Um, so the, it, it's not a matter of growing but sort of maintaining the quality um, uh, over, the, over the entire floor space of, of carriage works. Okay, now if I might just digress for a moment, considering your experience in New York and Europe over so many years, mm-hmm. and in terms of art in general in Australia, what do you think we lack here in Australia? Do you see a, a restriction or perhaps a philosophical or cultural restraint that needs to be addressed? Yeah, I think, I think um, you know, if you're, if you're in Germany or France, for example, you know, your, your local car mechanic will have an opinion on contemporary art. Um, and here we have this sort of, um, uh, we really have to shed this idea that art is elitist. Um, it's an idea that I think propagated perhaps by some of the press. It is, you know, there are a number of galleries out there who like to maintain sort of exclusive feel to it, but most galleries are actually engaged in expanding the audience for contemporary art. Um, my theory is, because my gallery was very open to the street um, and very sort of, well, I tried to make it very welcoming for people. Um, and my theory is that people fear that they don't know enough. And really, um, for me, it's about, and I think the fear is also a very good way of, of, of doing this, of, of, of helping people to get over their um, intimidation, um, of, of being too intimidated by the idea they don't know enough to go into a gallery space. The fair being open, the directors there and often the artists there, it's much more, it's much less intimidating atmosphere to, to engage with the art and the artists. And um, really, you don't need to be an academic to appreciate art. In fact, anybody's opinion on art is as valid as anyone else's. Well, it is going to be exciting to see, Barry, Sydney Contemporary. It's coming up fast. You do a great job in putting it together. And I thank you so much for your time on the podcast. My pleasure. And I'll see you there. That's Barry Keldoulis, the Director of Sydney Contemporary, launching on September 12 at Carriage Works in Sydney. Very exciting. And if you want to see and learn a little bit more, please visit www.sydneycontemporary.com.au. Australia's only contemporary art gallery dedicated to women artists has opened in Melbourne with its inaugural group exhibition titled Finkelstein Gallery Presents. It's running from now until the 28th of September 
and it's founded by popular art consultant and advocate Lisa Feely. The gallery presents works from some of Australia's emerging and established female artists, with a couple of international artists thrown in as well. Women artists, they are underrepresented when it comes to exhibitions. In Australia, commercial gallery figures show that 40% of the work is by female artists, and state museums show 34% female artists. Lisa Feely hopes to change that, and I was fortunate to catch up with Lisa for a face-to-face in Melbourne, and I began asking her about the inspiration for her new gallery. Well, you know, I've been thinking for a long while about um, the change in how we view women in society now. And what I've observed is feminism has really come a long way. And what I'm seeing now is that we're being valued and that, that, that we're being valued for who we are. We're not trying to be equal to men. Um, women are trying to we're, we're setting our position in just being strong women very much with a very different perspective to men and very different kinds of work as seen in the art world and so for me the timing was absolutely right to open this gallery I'd been witness in my career of working with artists to artists being overlooked for large institutional shows overlooked for collection both in corporate and institutions and I thought it was time to rectify that I'd um, done a lot of research since um, having come across the National Museum for Women in the Visual Arts in Washington and a wonderful program they started back in 2016 called Name Five Women Artists. And um, actually it's this program that also inspired our National Gallery in Canberra to launch their program, Know My Name, this year. And um, it was just really inspirational to watch that program grow and develop. And in fact, this program, they're partnering this year with the Tate. So it's really spreading. And I think for me, why open this gallery and why open it now is because I think we're part of a worldwide, a global movement, you know, as can be seen with uh, Sydney Contemporary, with the Gorilla Girls going, coming out, um, as can be seen with a wonderful Know My Name initiative with the National Gallery. Um, it's time to make these artists household names. It is disappointing to think, though, that it has taken this long for this to happen. I mean, does that still disturb you in a way? Does it still upset you? Or are you just exuberant that finally you've been able to pull this off? Well, exuberant that I've been able to pull it off. And um, I think it's just, it's part of society. It's part of understanding the journey, you know. The, and it was so exciting and interesting. One of our artists came in today and started explaining one of her works. And... Um, and we had just got the work, and it was called Between Intimacy and Trespass. And I, I didn't really know the, the subject or the content. And she started talking, and she was saying that the work is about she's a mother. She's had a, a young a child's now four. And um, what the work is about is the technical notes that she made for her practice and that, that real understanding that her child needed her from from you know, from being born to the age of four and the stresses that that puts on on a woman. Mm. And I think that I'm exuberant now because now we can value that. We can look at the fact that, yes, sometimes women run homes and, and you know, they, they bring up the children predominantly, although times are changing, I, I note with glee, um, <laughs> absolutely. But I think it, it's time we value that. And I think having the opportunity to open this gallery will allow that to be valued more and appreciated. You have this new gallery, the first exhibition, exclusively women artists. What sort of pressure are you under and how did you choose the artists that you've got hanging on the wall? 
Oh, wow. So that, that, that comes to always a discussion about representation. And, um, and for me, number one, the artists you choose, you have to be totally passionate about. You have to be, you have to love their work aesthetically and really be excited and, and interested about where you can take them as artists because your relationship as a, a gallerist um, with artists is such a close and personal relationship, um, always a professional one. Um, so for me, it was about really being excited and passionate about their work and then having something I can do for them. So all of these 10 artists are at t different stages of their career. So um, we'll make a strategic plan and, and work towards achieving their goals and ambitions. Not all of the artists you've got hanging, and there are sculptures here as well, I should point out, but not all of them are Australian artists. How did you pick which international artists you're going to include? And is there a particular reason why, you, why you've thrown a few international artists in here? Absolutely. Well, um, I came across Sonal Cantaria, who's actually from London, uh, about eight years ago when she came to do some work in Western Australia. And I was introduced to her by the Murdoch University. And she's done some incredible works in WA and is now working with um, Indigenous communities. And we kept in touch over the years. And um, it was just important to allow her work to be seen in Australia, given what she has been doing over here. So it was a wonderful opportunity to be able to do that through the gallery. And I think it's possibly worth mentioning at this point is that the gallery, this gallery, is only ever going to consist of 10 Australian artists. Mm -hmm. So um, for me, that's about, you know, and the artists we, we, we exhibit, um, I'll have to work closely with them to achieve what I need to and and even closer than one would normally do having a gallery and representing artists. And, and that's really, really important. So we'll be in contact every week or depending on what the artist is up to. And that's something you can't really do when you represent 20 to 30 artists in a gallery. So um, that concentration on the Australian artists is really important. So to do something for two international artists to really to extend their, their visibility in Australia is a very different focus. It's really just being uh, more of a venue for them over here and, and just in assisting them with their, their reach institutionally and for private collections. So it's not really shaping their career as such. It's a little bit, a little bit different. So for me, that was, that was really important for those two artists that I had both, that I'd met a number of years ago and that in the gallery, I'll have the opportunity to, to do that for them. So it was, um, it wasn't so much of something that I sought to do. These are really opportunities with two artists that I, I felt passionate about and really felt, gee, I can do something for these two. Yes, so. you certainly couldn't overlook them. No, not at all. You talked about the underrepresentation of women. Does any of the artwork actually reflect the underrepresentation of women in society directly, not just in art, but overall in terms of that uh, gender prejudice which may take place? Indeed. Well, we, we have two, two artists that focus that are really quite staunch feminists and focus on that. And our one you might be well familiar with is Deborah Kelly. So Deborah, being a wonderful um, artist from Sydney, a senior artist that really seeks to rewrite history, as it were, both from a, looking at mythology, religious iconography, and really giving back that power to women through her work. 
And that's uh, such a privilege to represent. And also Chidem Edemir, another Sydney artist, actually, a young artist, young performance artist, who is also staunch feminist, looking at cultural issues and doing performance works, often quite endurance works, in order to get this across. So a great privilege to represent both of them. And I, and I might say at this point, for us, um, in our opening week, uh, the first sale that we've made for our gallery is to sell um, our wonderfully talented artist, uh, Deborah Kelly's work, to the Museum of Contemporary Art in Sydney. So a great way to start. So quite thrilled. Over the years that you've been associated with art, do you think there actually has been an overt prejudice against women artists? Is that part of the motivation that you've had for opening this gallery? Definitely. Um, as we've unfortunately read all the statistics, you know, the Our Art Gallery in Canberra has 25% of their Australian art holdings are by women artists. So we've, we've got a lot of work to do. And I'd say that their, their statistics are really representative of most of Australia. And indeed, internationally, I heard some alarming statistics as well. And you've got many international institutions really coming on board and trying to rectify that. I read recently that the Museum of Baltimore will be dedicating 2020 to all female exhibitions and are also trying to pull up their collection and really increase their holdings of women artists. You kind of hope that the art world is free of that sort of prejudice, but I just wonder if it's if it's not overt, whether it's just underlying... I don't think so. I don't think that represents. And, and also I think that um, somebody was talking to me again today about if you meet a, a female and they say they're an artist, it, you, you're inclined to say, well, oh, it's a hobby, or it might be something you might do, you know, just uh, here and there. Whereas if you meet a male and he says, I'm an artist, then it's, oh, you're an artist. That's a serious pursuit, you know. That's a, so it's, um, it's interesting, I think, and I think it comes back to what you just said, it's underlying. That's not necessarily overt, but I do think that still exists really to quite a large amount, unfortunately, that, that still happens a lot. Mm. How's the rest of the art community reacted to you opening an exclusive women artist gallery? As far as I can tell, really positively, <laughs> but they don't tell you the negative. <laughs> so, no, we've been really well supported and we had many messages of congratulations and, and that's really wonderful. It really validates what we're doing. So. Economically, this is considered a, a difficult time worldwide, in fact. Would you consider this a, a difficult time to open a gallery? Is this the right time to open yet another gallery? I think it's extremely important to open a gallery right now. I'm, I'm sure you've seen all the issues we're having with funding, noticeably the Australia Council. Um, I was delighted to hear that Creative, Creative Arts Vic are really trying to be a little bit imaginative as to what funding and what they can do and developing quite a strategy but it becomes harder and harder for artists to get funding and I think that commercial galleries have a part to play in that so you know even though economically times are a little bit tough I think it's a really important time to open a gallery and um, we need to create new collectors who will come on board and become our philanthropic donors for the future and I think we definitely have a role to play in that and it's essential to assist, assist the industry in general. Will this gallery only ever hang female artists? <laughs> no, that, absolutely not. Um, we would like to say that we're, we're open. So um, we're, not, we're, we're definitely not closed to men. We have a male intern, <laughs> plenty of male visitors and support. And for artists, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. 
at this stage, it's really important to be exclusively women artists, but we're definitely not shut. We don't want to be seen. We're not a, a victim gallery. We're a gallery of very strong, talented artists, and we intend to stay that way. Well, Lisa, congratulations. It's all coming together. It's your first exhibition here, and I hope it goes well. Thank you so much. Thank you for taking the time. Wonderful. That's Lisa Feely talking about her new gallery in Melbourne, currently with a show dedicated exclusively to work by female artists until the end of September. I've had a look around. The work is exceptional, as you would expect, and worth a visit. And for more details, head to www.finkelsteingallery.com. And that is the podcast for now. All the links regarding what we've talked about in this edition are available at www.insidethegallery.com.au as well as links to our Facebook and Instagram sites, which we keep updated between editions with all the things that we love. Thanks to the folks again at Pixel Perfect Pro Lab for their support with the podcast. And if you're heading to Sydney Contemporary, I look forward to crossing paths with you. But for now, I'm Tim Stackpole reminding you that when you're inside the gallery, don't forget to remove your backpack, okay? Catch you again soon.